0: What's going on? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Start Down. I am your host, Mike Vicara. Can't thank you enough for tuning in. I really do appreciate you being here. Um, I appreciate all of you who listen, who reach out to me, tell me about the episodes, tell me what you think, um, and uh, more importantly, leave comments on social media and reviews on the podcast page, and even those of you who don't, because it's always a big surprise when uh, you don't, and then someone says, hey man, I was listening to your podcast, so uh, first off, big shout out, big thank you to everybody uh, who listens to the podcast, and, and on that note, you know, when we talk about podcasting, and when we talk about you know doing this, I've really tried to be consistent with the podcast, and I've really tried to make sure... I record uh, and release new episodes at least once a week. Um, sometimes I record those episodes in bulk, like I'll just spend a whole week interviewing guests for four or five days, and then I've got about a month or two months worth of podcast. Uh, try to throw a solo episode in there every once in a while. But consistency for me with the podcast has really been something that's important, and you know, for two reasons. Number one, that's how you get traction, right? In anything, social media, podcasting, business, life, <laughs> relationships, whatever it is, consistency gets you the wins that you want, or usually gets you the success that you want, or more importantly, tells you whether or not what you're doing uh, is not right, because we can be very consistent in something, and then if it fails, we know, hey, I know I gave it my all. It just didn't work, or it just didn't fit the business model, or it just wasn't a good relationship, whatever it is. Consistency is always key, and you know sometimes life gets in the way of consistency, and life gets in the way of us trying to be consistent, and sometimes they're good excuses. Sometimes they're bad excuses. Sometimes they're just that excuses, right? Um, some people would argue that there's no good excuses. If you read my post last week on Tuesday uh, on my social media, I basically kind of talked about that, right? Why I hadn't done a podcast for a while. Why there wasn't a new episode dropping uh, this week. And I talked about you know just things that have happened. We've had some strategies within uh, the Branditos organization. We lost one of our employees, Jeremy, uh, near and dear to our heart. We're going to be doing a special. Special podcast episode dedicated directly to him. Um, so, you know, big shout out to, to him and his family and prayers. And, and I say shout out because I feel like he's still around. I feel like he's still listening. Um, and, I, and I don't want to get too much into that because we're going to do, as Randy, does. family, we're going to do an episode dedicated to Jeremy and talk about his life and uh, his dedication to the company. But, you know, that change obviously disrupted my business, disrupted the, you know, my, my clients' businesses because we depended on Jeremy for a lot of our clients. Um, but, you know, I want to talk about consistency because as we move into, you know, I call this disruption season. <laughs> Say what you will, um, you know, from Thanksgiving, really from Halloween. I think starting with Halloween on, we're disruptive, right? Like we're, we're out of a routine. You know, I think Other parts of the year, you know, once we hit January 1 and we go through, no major holidays really till Easter, and then you kind of got 4th of July, maybe you got birthdays, you got a few things here or there. But we're in this run of holidays now, right? From Halloween to Thanksgiving to Christmas to Hanukkah to Kwanzaa to whatever you celebrate. Uh, no matter what, we're on a run of holidays, New Year's and and, and this change. And there's just two months of almost disruption, right? And we feel it. Um, we felt it even a few weeks ago when we saw stores and people online already posting about Christmas and the frustration about that. But even as much as this disruption is coming now and it's quote-unquote changing our normal schedule... As long as I've been alive 41 years, this happens every year. (laughs) This time we have Halloween and we have Thanksgiving and we have Christmas. Even during COVID, we still managed to have those holidays in some shape or form. I know a lot of people celebrated them differently, and, you know, not going to get into that. But, um, you know, there's a lot of different things going on, but this consistently happens every year. The change. And this disruption happens every year, and you know the other thing I love about this time of year is it's always great for our business because we start to have a lot of new conversations. People that want to uh, close out their year strong, and then more importantly, looking to move into the new year, maybe changes or adjustments they want to make in their business. So We look at our existing clients. Hey, what's our plan for the new year? What are we going to do? You know, what's our social media strategy? What's our business strategy? What's our lead generation strategy? We look at all these different things and start making plans. Um, I also get to work with a lot of new and budding entrepreneurs. This is a time of year when people reach out. Me and they're like, Hey Mike, I don't know what you do exactly. And I'm like, well, that's okay. Neither do I, <laughs> but I know you help people start businesses and I know you grow businesses. So I, I get a lot of the budding entrepreneurs that come out this time of year, which is always fun. Um, and, and we get to have those conversations on, you know, what, what new business or what change do they want to see in 2022? But once again, these are all consistent things that, that, that happen yearly around this time right uh and a lot of people will say hey you know if you start planning for 2022 and in 2022 then it's too late you start your planning now, or you should have been planning a month ago um which is true right i I really believe that even uh you know we sat down at the end of q3 with a lot of our clients and uh more than preparing for q4 we said what are we going to do in q1 of next year because the the q4 plan is really going to be indicative of the goals we have on how we want to kick off the new year so we almost reverse engineer it and plan Q1 of 2022. And then based on those deliverables, we go back and we plan Q4. And, you know, when you look at, though, the, the consistency of this change, and I mentioned, you know, kind of the disruption we had of, of, of losing Jeremy, um, the, the, the things that happen in business on a day-to-day basis or family or your kids or, you know, especially with COVID, you know, we had a situation where one of our kids, you know, tested positive and we had a quarantine and it was a whole thing and they couldn't go to school, disruption, right? Created disruption within the family. Um, all of a sudden working from home was a little bit different so I think it's important to understand that even though there's change there's going to be disruption to that change and you know uh, as you see behind me and it's always up here uh, the Sopranos right one of my favorite TV shows uh, the Talking Sopranos podcast if you haven't listened to it I think I've talked about it before just a great podcast recapping the episodes one of the powers of podcasts once again they've consistently released episodes every Monday, um, and they're wrapping up their podcast series, but one of the things that Tony Soprano says, and if you haven't seen the series, Tony is a mobster, he's a mob boss, but, you know, he says sometimes the regularness of life is just draining, you know, it's not that there's a problem, everything can be going great in his life, but just the regularness of life can be draining, and, you know, it makes me think now, obviously, this could lead to a lot of other things. And my podcast is not about mental health. So I'm not about to speak as a mental health expert. You know, that could be signs of depression and anxiety and all these other things. But at the end of the day, the regularness of life is is what we make of it, right? Is the consistency and and more importantly, um, invigorating the change that we desire on a day to day basis. I think in business, we can get very caught in our routines, you know, um, one of the favorite sayings that I think has come out of 2020, one of the favorite lines that I've heard is zoom, but someone said, have you developed zoom? butt yet?" Yeah, we're just sitting in meetings so much. And I, and I think we did it, you know, pre COVID. I don't think this is a COVID thing. We just now are, we're more self aware of it, if you will. Um, But that idea of you could get caught up in that, hey, we got the, you know, uh, this client call every week at this time. We got our team call every day at this time. You know, we've got this, you know, I even I'm very routine. Like I even have lunch blocked out on my calendar so I don't schedule a meeting because I was like forgetting to eat lunch some days. I know you can't tell, but, um, (laughs) you know, I would I would make sure you schedule these things. And that routine and that monotony is good, right? It's good because, and you'll hear anyone talk about this, like, how do you make your business more successful? You know, plan your day out, master your day, have your calendar set, be able to do these things, structure, structure, structure. But, you know, I'm reminded of that Tony Soprano saying, but that could also become the monotony of life, right? If we plan and, and we map out our calendars every day and we set things and we have structure to a day and we know what it is, can't that get a little bit boring? Like, I think we don't talk, you know, and th- this is always, oh, nah, there's the... So to Jen and my uh, my ten thirty Monday call crew, there's there's the Mike face rub, right? That's how you know I'm frustrated. They always say uh, they know it's going to be a good or bad week if I come on. If I don't rub my face, it's a good week. But the minute I do the the <laughs> hand over my face, that's how they know it's going to be a, a, a crazy week. But you know that consistency and that that monotony, we don't talk about that, right? So how do we bury that? How do we become consistent? Um, and and know that we have to be consistent, but but also be able to adapt to change. And I think there's two ways that we do this. The first thing is, and and this is something that I think is so important. And and the thing that scares me about the Zoom culture, if you will, or the new solopreneur, or the new. Uh, culture that we're seeing is, I think, there's a lot more solo entrepreneurs coming out, right? Whether it's coaches, whether it's people that just you know are creating these Amazon online stores or whatever. It is a lot more people working on their own or working in a solo type business, which is great, but doesn't allow for duplication, right? Which could create burnout. Like I said, that sort of regularness of life, that monotony, that just that just stuck feeling, if you will. Um, so, I I think the most important thing, and and I've done this in my business, and this was the hardest lesson for me to learn. Um, I would try to take everything on at one point in my entrepreneurial career and do it myself because I felt I had to. Now, I feel like the less I know, the better. (laughs) And it may sound lazy to you or crazy, but I've surrounded myself with a team where I know I can almost not be on any call. And if I need, someone's going to be able to pick up the ball and at least take it 60% of the way. Hey, Mike couldn't be here. But you know, here's what we had on the agenda. Here's what we had scheduled. Um, Perfect example is like today I had an emergency call I had to jump on that call ran long. Ryan, who's on my team, who you've heard me talk about before on previous podcasts, he was able to take that call and really carry the ball for me. Was it maybe 100% of the way I would have done the call? I don't know, because I wasn't on it. But Ryan and I and I have worked with Ryan now for a couple years, I have trained him to be able to carry the ball and do those things. So I think the first key is duplication of who you are, right? You have to be able to put members on your team who can sort of carry the torch for you so you're not a one-man band, so you're not a one-man army, and, and you don't get stuck in that regularness of life. I'll go back to Tony Soprano. The, the problem that Tony had was he was stuck in the regular's of life, and he was a leader. And, you know, I hate that expression, and, and you know me. I love busting in the entrepreneurial cliches. It's not lonely at the top. It's not lonely at the top. It's only lonely at the top if you make it lonely. It's only lonely at the top if you're a bad leader. It, you know, I, I mean, one of my other favorite TV shows on HBO, uh, another podcast I love, Victory of the Podcast, the show Entourage, Right. It's not about – that show not about being lonely at the top. It's about how much more enjoyable it is to have your friends around with you on the experience. Vinny Chase, if you've never seen it, this guy becomes a big movie star. It's based on Mark Wahlberg's life uh, loosely, and he brings his friends with him along for the ride. And, and his agent, Ari Gold, even says in the movie uh, that that makes it feel more real. We, we see NFL players. We see people doing this. It's not lonely at the top as a leader if you bring the right people along with you. And I think that's so, so important when we look at the idea of, like I said – busting these entrepreneurial cliches of it's not lonely at the top. It's not, you know, you surround yourself with the right people. There is a TikTok going around on oh, another Mike head rub that drives me crazy. And I love TikTok. Don't get me wrong. But this TikTok video drives me crazy because it's all the, you know, I don't know. It's I think it's some motivational speaker, right? And I don't want to say who it is because I think I know who it is, but I may be wrong. So I'm not going to say it. It should have done my homework. But, uh, you know, they say no one's coming. No one's coming to push you. No one's coming to tell you to do your best. No one's coming to tell you to wake up in the morning and go exercise. No one's telling you to go out there. No one's telling you to take that risk. And to me, that is the biggest crock of bullshit I have ever heard in my entire life. If you build the right team, like I I have a trainer that comes every morning at 8 o'clock and we work out together. So, yes... I'm not you're right if it was just me I would not get up and I would not work out every morning but you want to know what because I know my trainers coming here and I know that I'm paying him money to come here and I know that the gates going to call me to let him in and the community I live in he's going to be in my front driveway saying hey Mike I'm here come outside let's work out someone's coming. Right now, I put that in place. I paid for it. it you know, it, it's motivation, but it's there. On the weekends, you know, my kids are waking me up saying, "Dad, let's go out. Let's go do these things." My kids are coming. My team. If I don't, you know, uh, Anthony. I'm, Anthony is great about this. Anthony on my team. If I don't, if I tell him Anthony, it needs to be done by this day, and I need to get you something by this day so that you have it. If I don't have it to Anthony on time, he'll say, "Mike, you didn't get me what I need." There's people coming if you build the teams around you. You don't have to live in the monotony of life. It doesn't have to be lonely at the top if you surround yourself with a great team and great people. If you do this, you will be able to experience different things, to vary your schedule, to to allow yourself to go into new ventures, to try different things. You know, one of the things, once again, entrepreneur, cliché, you should be diversified, right? So what does a solo entrepreneur try to do? They try to start their own business or they try to start multiple businesses on their own and be a solopreneur in multiple businesses or they're doing a business over here. They're trying to invest in crypto with a little bit they have left or they're trying to buy real estate and get their real estate license, but they're spreading themselves thin in all these areas. Diversification, if you look at success, and they'll say, well, like, look at this guy. This guy's doing that. Yeah, but he built one business first or this girl built one business first then they went and diversified into another business. Why? Because they built a great team to help them run that business. That business basically runs itself, and now you go from there. Shark Tank is a great example of this. If you ever watched the show Shark Tank, and it's been on for years, and if you don't know what it is, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast, but on Shark Tank, how are they able to invest and have all these businesses? They built teams of business development consultants and marketing teams that every time they invest in a company, there's a team and a process, and they go. Okay, so Damon John or Mark Cuban or Mr. Wonderful is not sitting there hands-on working with the business. They may consult from a 30,000-foot level, but they have teams that are able to execute in a process. It doesn't matter what type of business they've invested in, whether it's a food business or an exercise business or this or that. They have the teams ready to go to be able to execute and move. So how do we avoid that monotony of life? How do we avoid feeling lonely at the top? We put the teams in the place. Now, that leads me to the second point of, well, then how do we overcome that regularness and overcome when there's changes, we have to instill and institute the change as well or the break in the routines as well. I mean, and and listen, how do you do that? Right. So, you know, and it's funny because I was talking to someone today. They, they were in civil service. They worked in the public sector. Now they've gone to the private sector. Um, and they said, you know, I got a private sector. I work from home. It's great. You know, I kind of got my own thing. I'm able to set my own time. Some of us have been in the private sector for a long time and doing that and it becomes monotonous, right? When it's new, it's exciting. For a lot of people, when COVID hit and they were able to work from home, it was new, it was exciting. But at the end of the day, um, that's gonna become monotonous, right? That monotony of life. How do you bring it up? For me, what do I do? Sometimes I go and I, I sit in the backyard on my laptop and I work by the pool. Or sometimes I'll go to Chipotle and I'll and I'll have lunch there and I'll work there for a couple hours. Or I'll go to a Starbucks or I'll set meetings, lunch meetings with clients you know, and, and be able to go out. Or more importantly, uh, I'll travel, you know, I, I mean, sometimes I have clients that want me to travel and I love it and, I, and I'll always say yes, um, because I, I feel like that's, I, first of all, I love traveling, right? So so selfishly, uh, hand raised, this is not advice, this is like, a, a, I, I'm telling you, I like to travel. Some people don't like to travel. Um, but if you like to travel and a client needs to go somewhere and go for a few days, you know, that change of environment, even uh, extending your trip by one day so you could work a little bit longer and, and be able to, you know, maybe work somewhere else, change the scenery, things are different. This breaks up the monotony of what you're doing. And then you say, yeah, but Mike, I get on a plane, I'm not able to have this meeting and I have these calls and all that. We go back to step one, right? Well, if you have a team behind you, you're able to do that. Or if you plan these things out and, and not just business trips. Plan vacations, right? Like like I don't I don't believe in taking two weeks vacation once a year. I'd rather see you take two days of vacation 10 times a year. I think is way more valuable than doing that, you know, than, than trying to take a whole two weeks off. You'll probably get more recharge if you take a long four-day weekend than you would if you took a two-week vacation. Or do both if, if you have the luxury of doing that. Well, how do I do that, Mike? I'm so afraid being away from it. If you build the right teams, are things going to be 100% the way if you were there? Absolutely not. I don't care who you are. I don't care how great of a leader you are. If you're not there, the business is never going to run as good as if you are there. And you may be saying at this point, well, wait a second, I'm changing the channel because that's super contradictory to what Mike just said five minutes ago. But it's not. You have to be okay with that. As a leader, you have to be okay with, hey, I've gotten my team to be able to get it to 60% and I know 60% of my team is better than someone else's 100% trying to do it all on their own. And that's the difference, right? I'd rather see, you know, put three people from my team and know they could all take it 60% of the way that I would have taken it. But now you have three people on there that are pouring their heart and soul in it. The customer feels valued. Than if I just try to do it on my own and try to take it to 100%, because here's why. Even if my team takes it to 60% and the client's not happy, I could come up and make up that other 40 and make the client happy. If I try to do it on my own and I'm trying to get to 100%, because I know if I do it, it'll get 100% and it will get done right. And I've heard people say this before. If I do it myself, it'll go to 100%, but the problem is if you don't get it to 100%, odds are you're gonna be way below zero, then you are gonna be at 60%. I would, be, if I would bet money on it that if you're doing it alone as opposed to doing it with the team, you're not, you're either gonna get it to 100% or you're gonna get it to zero percent. There is no in-between because it begins and ends with you. And more important, that's why I say, if I give my team something to do that, even if I could do it, I know if I have two people on it and one of them struggling, one of them doesn't want to admit it, the other person is. Or they're, they're going to do the best they can and they're going to take that, that next level. And 60% may be enough for the client to make them super happy. And that's okay, right? And then if it's not, then I can step in and come in and say, hey, let's take this a little further. Let's try adding this or let's sauce it here or let's do this or let's do that. Then I'm able to help take it to the 100%. So you give yourself that room for success. If, if you go to a client and you're like, you don't like it and they're, you're like, yeah, but I gave it 100% of my effort. They're going to be like, well, 100% of your effort sucks. There's no way to fix it, right? There's no way to make it great. So I'm not saying don't do a good job, but but most people get hung up on this. I gotta be 110%, I gotta be 110%. 60% to you may look like 100% to somebody else. And you have to remember that. Your clients are hiring you for your expertise. So what looks like 60% to you may be 100% for your client. And that's okay, right? Because that's gonna allow you to grow It's going to allow you to expand. It's going to allow you to be better. It's going to allow you to be great. So, you know, I really, uh, I love this topic and I really wanted to dive into it because as we, you know, we're in November and we're midway through it and we've really got, I mean, when you think about it, we got about a month of work left, right? Let's be honest, right? If that, (laughs) because a lot of us are going to take the week of Thanksgiving off and then we're going to take the week of Christmas off and well, we're taking the week of Christmas off we're going to take the week of New Year's off. So we probably got three or four real working weeks left in this year and that's okay and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And you want to know what? And, and here's another thing that I love. Someone's like, well, while you're resting, I'm hustling. Great. Go ahead. Take the gold. There's plenty for all of us. You know, there's plenty for everyone to eat. A lot of people say, well, you should be hustling when other people are taking off and, and you're going to grab that real estate or grab that business from. Them. Well, my friend, God bless you. You could take it. You want to know why? Because I'm going out with my kids and making memories. I'm going out with my wife and I'm going to have a date night. I'm going to do the things that that's going to make me mentally stronger because when you're putting in that, that extra 40% when I'm not working and, and you get tired, it's the tortoise in the hair, my friend. I am going to come in. I'm going to stroll into the room and be like, hey, Everybody. I feel refreshed. I feel good. How can we win? And then I'm going to take your business. I'm going to come out ahead and you're going to be like, I don't get it. I worked harder, but you didn't work smarter. And that's where the win is, right? That's where the win is. That's where the success is. You got to know when to go hard and you got to know when to take time off. And, you know, I'll close with this and I'll give you the best example of that. You know, when we look at who a lot of our heroes are today. And when we look at the people we admire, we look up to it. Maybe this is just my personal lens. If you look at my office, I was on a call yesterday. Someone asked me, hey, I see you got you know some baseballs there on your shelves. I'm a big Yankees fan. I got something from the final season there. I got an autographed A-Rod ball. Um, you can't see it above me as a big Jeter's last at bat at Yankee Stadium. Um, you know, I'm a big baseball fan. I'm a big football fan. I love the Dolphins. I love the Miami Hurricanes. My son's a big football fan. we We in this country, some people may argue we worship athletes, and and I'm not here to have whether that debate is good or bad, but but we really look up to athletes and and athletes are some of the highest paid people. Uh, besides, probably movie stars in this country, right? You look at how much money football players make, basketball players, baseball players. Um, they make a ton of money, right? And and you can't argue that fact, right? Some of the highest paid people we know are athletes. Not only do they get paid from their sport, they get paid outside of their sport by uh, endorsements from from you know soda companies and TV companies and clothing companies. My point is this: those athletes work hard for a very fixed amount of time in the year. And then there's a little something called the offseason. Now, some people in the offseason do absolutely nothing. Some of the greats, like LeBron James is a great example. LeBron James trains the whole offseason and exercises and and has a great regimen because he knows he has such a short period in his life that he's going to be an athlete. And that's okay. And And he's going and he's being great. But they still take that time. So whether you're taking the time, and, and I would argue LeBron James is not playing basketball in that time. He's doing personal development. He's working on himself. There's other people that just disconnect completely. And, you know, they go off to another country and, and vacation with their family for a month in the south of France. Or or they go off the grid and go hunting in the woods. Whatever it is, they take the off-season to do something they love, to do something they're passionate about. Where is your off-season? When do you take off to do things you're passionate and do you love? Maybe it's studying your, your craft and becoming better at your craft like LeBron does. Maybe it's going completely off the grid and disconnecting. But where is your off season? Because if you don't have an offseason, you can't be great in the playoffs. And what makes LeBron James great in the playoffs is that he takes that time during the off season to work on his craft, to work on his body, to separate his mind, to get out of the game a little bit. He still takes time and goes on a yacht with his friends and, and has a great time. But that's what allows a lot of these guys to be great. Is the time off? And more importantly, the leagues are great because of that. Because if not, the NFL would play 12 months out of the year, would they not? They probably would, but they know if they did that, they would burn their athletes out and they wouldn't be great. Don't burn yourself out. Figure out when is your off season. Know that there's going to be consistency. And you know the NFL, NBA, MLB, for the most part, pretty much begins and ends at the same time every year, right? How are you setting your seasons? How are you setting your off-seasons? How are you letting consistency work for you? And how are you being ready to adapt to change? Whether it's being traded, whether it's a death of a teammate or someone or someone that you're working with, whether it's divorce, whether it's a, a new child, whether it's a, a relocation, whether it's a, a home improvement that that's, that's destroyed your home office, whatever it is, how are you ready to adapt to that change in-season and off-season? And how are you looking to be great? Well, this has been a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed this this has been uh, I like the solo episodes I apologize for not being consistent I apologize for letting life get in the way um, and and not consistently uh, putting an episode out but um, I'm happy to be back I'm looking forward to it we got a few more episodes to come out I got some interviews coming up Um, I'm going to be guesting on some podcasts talking about my book like Socks on a Rooster which many of you have purchased which thank you to all of you who have bought it Um, anyone who has not you can check out mikeficara.com which the late Jeremy did design my website it was one of the uh, couple of last projects he worked on before he passed and i'm honored to have him have built my website uh we're gonna have a tribute uh episode like i said coming up to him um and i'll also be simulcasting or re-airing some of the episodes that i'm going to be a podcast guest on talking about the book. Um, If you have a podcast and you're listening to this, I'd love to be a guest on your podcast and talk about my book, Like Socks on a Rooster, Busting the Entrepreneurial Myths That Are Holding You Back. We talked about some of those on today's episodes and I appreciate you tuning in. Once again, big shout out to my team, Ryan, Anthony, everybody working on the back end. Charlene, thank you so much for everything you do. Uh, Everyone at Brandy, those Alicia, Annalise, Ace, uh, Denise, Topher, uh, everybody just can't thank you all enough. Um, I am Mike Ficarra. For more about me, MikeFicarra.com, for more great episodes like this, a startdown.com, which will take you to the podcast page on Uh, And I will see you on the next episode.